Hello, you're listening to The Ark, a podcast dedicated to chronicling life in the natural world. In this week's episode, we'll be learning more about a common but highly unusual bird to Australian backyards. It is the tawny frogmouth. We know that the frogmouth has long been a significant part of the Australian ecosystem. Aborigines, in their multiple languages, had over 36 different names for the frogmouth. Across Australia and Southeast Asia, where other frogmouth species exist, they are colloquially referred to as goat suckers. Ancient myth tells of frogmouths haunting the night, sucking blood from goats that belong to local villages. This myth supposedly spread as far as ancient Rome. The only truth is that they are nocturnal hunters. Their modern name comes from their most distinctive feature, their wide, frogmouth-like beak, which enables them to have a powerful bite, perfect for crushing food. Its beak is so large in comparison to its body that it should theoretically inhibit it from flying. The tawny frog's mouth solution is truly fascinating. Similarly to pelicans, the lower mandible is not a solid structure. It is instead a thin triangular bone frame covered by skin, meaning it weighs practically nothing. Frogmouths are often confused for owls because of their appearance, especially their wide eyes, which are adapted for nocturnal hunting. Traditionally, it was believed they were somewhere between owls and swifts. We now know that they are more closely related to nightjars, which are found mostly throughout Europe. The anatomy of the tawny frogmouth is unique. Most birds have a preen gland, which is situated typically near the tip of the tail. This gland produces a fluid that the bird spreads over its wings to keep them waterproof. The preen gland within the tawny owl is completely vestigial. However, frogmouths are often spotted, remaining almost completely dry throughout heavy rainfall. Remarkably, they achieve this through their feathers, which are known as powder down feathers. They shed a small amount of waxy powder made up of keratin, the same substance that forms our nails and hair, as well as a rhino's horn. This keratin powder enables the frogmouth to stay dry. It also gives them great insulation, meaning that freezing nights are a little easier to endure. With the exception of owls, the tawny frogmouth is Australia's largest night bird. It is an elegant flyer and excellent hunter. Similarly to barn owls, they are almost silent flyers. At the front of each wing, they have a special layer of feathers that are perfect for absorbing sound created by soaring through the nighttime air. Like many species around the world, the tawny frogmouth has sexual dimorphism, meaning both genders have differences in their body weights, bill, and wing size, as well as their colouring. Females can be recognised by a slight chestnut colour, whilst males are always grey. These differences are subtle, and both genders can be very hard to separate. Their subdued colours enabled them to stay covert in the night and camouflaged during the day. Interestingly, when approached by a curious human, or a predatory bird, frogmouths will become motionless, with eyes closed, opening just a slit to see if the threat has disappeared. Their camouflage is so effective, they blend into trees or shadows almost perfectly, mimicking a branch by closing their eyes and stretching their heads upwards. They are ingenious birds that have managed to stay widespread 
across Australia. They are seen across its more tree-rich landscapes and are now moving into cities, targeting the buzz of insects around streetlights. Out of all Australian birds, the tawny frogmouth has shown adversity and adaptability throughout climates and environments. To Australian society and its agriculture, they are known as pest control. Pests such as snails, moths, slugs, scorpions, wasps, even millipedes are the main part of their diet. They have slowly become a much beloved part of Australian fauna. Thanks for listening. The Ark is created by me, Aaron Allen, with production help from Rear Brown, with music composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find our back catalogue of episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you enjoy your podcasts. On a final note, I'd just like to say a huge thank you to everyone who left a review on the iTunes store. It means a lot to me and the show. I really hope the quality of each show keeps improving more and more. I really want to produce top quality content for my audience, no matter how big or small you may be. If you have any advice or feedback or just like a conversation, feel free to contact me through thearcpodcast at gmail.com. Next time, for the first time in the show, we're going to head to Asia to learn more about the Chinese giant salamander. So tune in next week for another episode of The Ark.